the people, men and women in King's leaders, to say, how can we do this well and how can we move this forward together? So vision is kind of hammered out and we love it. And we like to take this opportunity today to, to talk more. Uh, and we're going to be reading from Isaiah 61, which we felt God lead us to. And these are the same words that Jesus quoted about himself in Luke 4 at the beginning of his ministry, his mission. And that mission, according to these verses, was to bring the message of God in the power of the Holy Spirit and to transform lives. And that's kind of the mission of the church ever since, isn't it? So that's the big takeaway. It's the message of God in the power of God to change lives. But let's read the verses and then let's move into what we're talking about today. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair." They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. I want us to focus particularly on that that key verse, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Do you know that's what the church is? That's the church. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to plant this thing called the church of Jesus all over the world. And he's been doing it for 2,000 years to be something that demonstrates his splendor. And the church isn't a human institution. It's not something invented by humans to try and follow God. It's invented by God himself. It's purposed by God. It's planted by God for his, uh, to, to do his will. It's made up of imperfect people, but it's his choosing. And King's Church is a church that God started. He started it through human beings 22 years ago this month. I think there's uh, maybe a handful of us still left who were part of that original crowd. But it was a young sapling tree that grew from a seed. It was fragile. It was something that You know, you wondered each week whether there was going to be more people in the kids' work or listening to the preaching, whether there was going to be more empty chairs than full chairs. You never quite knew. But, you know, God does this thing when he plants something. He grows it, and he increases it, and he establishes it. And by God's grace, that small church of about a dozen people grew in numbers and in knowledge and in maturity. And we met in a house, then a lecture theater, then a school And then God gave us this permanent home 12 years ago. And then a few years ago, we planted out a church into King's West Lothian. And each year, we've been thrilled to just see the sense of progress of God just growing us and helping us to mature. You know, trees, they they grow upwards and they grow outwards, don't they? That's the nature of trees. And at some point, they reach a maximum height, and then they kind of only go outwards from that point. And here we are 22 years in, and... We're saying, well, Lord, you've grown us and you've increased us. But Lord, there's so much more to do in terms of the calling and the planting that he has done here. 
Um, it, when you cut a tree down, you, you see there's like rings on the inside. Have you ever seen that? And each of those rings represents a year of growth, a year of, uh, of winter, spring, summer, autumn. Seasons of adversity and winter and seasons of growth and blessing and summer. Every year of church life is kind of like that. In the same as your life, the growth of God comes through seasons of blessing and adversity. And we're encouraged at the end of this year to see God displaying his splendor and his glory through his church. Just for four sort of brief highlights from the last year, really, or just observations uh, to celebrate some wonderful things that God's been doing. Um, and if you've been here a while, some of these things will be more obvious to you for a while. If, you, if you've been here more recently, then perhaps they'll be less known to you. Here's the first exciting thing. God's been gathering us together in growing numbers and greater diversity. He's been bringing more people. It's a growing crowd of people, which is wonderful. We love welcoming new people into Kings. Uh, we've had some Sundays where there's more people sitting upstairs than downstairs, which is a really weird kind of uh, thing, isn't that? God has been making us more diverse. He's been bringing people from different places and nations, diversity of ages and stages, faces and races, but making us all one in Christ. He's uh, helped us to start a new welcome small group where dozens of new people have been coming week in, week out, some of them not yet Christians. There's a growing number of children and young people. There's a growing number of students and what they call yopros, which is young professionals, apparently. And people working very deliberately and, and conscientiously to say, we, we want to build family here amongst these different groups. And somebody made this comment to me before Christmas. They said, you know, Dan, although it feels a bit bigger, and I don't know everybody, somehow it feels more like a family. It feels like it's just a big, messy family. Here's the second thing. Lives being changed. We've celebrated uh, new birth on a number of occasions and discipleship. We saw 10 people getting baptized this year. We saw a dozen people doing our pod discipleship course. And we had a spontaneous alpha course at the beginning of this year. We've seen a steady stream of international students coming and attending and some of them finding faith. Uh, uh, Kelly, who works for Friends International, has been brilliant at just inviting consistently and helping people into this community. Thirdly, uh, we've seen widespread sharing, caring, and serving from within this community. Most of it goes unnoticed. <coughs> but what we've seen persistently is this. There's an increase in people sharing their faith. There's an increase in people going along to things like street cafe on a Saturday morning and just saying, I'd, I'd like to tell people about Jesus and invite them to church. We, we had some of our largest ever, ever gatherings when uh, an evangelist, Adrian Holloway, came, and also our carol service, and this place was absolutely packed, full of people who, people who had invited along. Uh, our, we started a debt service last year, and it's helped some of its very first clients. There's many unsung heroes that have served in our community beyond kings, working with the elderly, young families, and young people through our Hub 104 team on a Friday afternoon, 40 unchurched kids every Friday afternoon. They do a God slot, they give them milkshakes, and then they say, do you want to come to a summer camp and learn more about Jesus? And some of them are beginning to sign up. It's really, really exciting what God is doing. Many have served in caring for others in unseen ways, some through leading, some through friendship. 
And behind the scenes, there's all this other stuff that we never really talk about. But just to highlight one thing, we have a brilliant kind of safeguarding team led by Rachel Fleming and uh, Joel from the trustees and Chris in the elders. And, and they've just been working diligently all through the year, just updating policies, making sure that what we're doing is fit to keep everybody safe as we grow as a church. Fourthly, there's a, a new hub of churches been started. The, the, these three churches in Scotland, in Edinburgh, in, Lothian, in West Lothian, and in the Borders. Uh, we had our first ever prayer day together. And it's exciting as we encourage one another and seek to plant churches together. So Jesus is wonderful, and he's planting. He's, he's planting his thing, his church. He's growing it. And he gives us the grace to sometimes pour a bit of water on the seed to enable it to grow. And we believe this planting of the Lord will in time result in new churches being planted and new congregations started all across Scotland and beyond. King started in West Lothian a, a few years ago, but we're called to believe for many, many more. And where were we at on that journey? Well, we're, we're learning and we're watching and we're waiting we're asking God, we keep finding ourselves praying, particularly for the Lothians, for God to help us to plant churches. In part, because when we plant, we have a huge value on connection. And we don't just want to plant somewhere across the other side of Scotland where we, we don't really know that if we can travel those distances and maintain really, really excellent relationship. We'd, we'd rather just be planting out and keeping excellent sense of giving and receiving from one another's churches. Uh, we had a prophetic word a few uh, months ago from Jen Rawson. And um, the word was, it was just a picture of a tree with its branches spreading out to the left and the right. And the sense was this, that we need to ensure we, we keep doing a healthy thing here in order for the branches to keep growing outwards. And of course, when branches grow outwards and the acorns drop, new trees begin to form Faithfulness is such a key thing, to do the same things and again and again and again, but to see God blessing and doing new things. So let's think about this planting of the Lord before we then talk about the three priorities that we feel God's calling to us this year. Just a few observations from the passage we read, that if this seed, if this planting, it bears all the characteristics of the one who planted it, then we see this thing, first of all, that it's dependent on God. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. All of our effectiveness will come from him, from depending on him and receiving him. If you were here last year, you'll remember we preached from Isaiah 54, which said, which was encouragement to lengthen, strengthen and spread out. In a context where that was shared, there was a leader called Martin Dunkley from Teesside. And he came up to us afterwards and he said, uh, he said, God just wants to encourage you. He says that the cry of Isaiah 54 to lengthen, strengthen, spread out is fulfilled in Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on us. And he said, this isn't going to be your doing. It's going to be God's doing. It's not because of your strength. It's because of his strength. And I thought, well, thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, interestingly, a week ago, somebody from our church, Mary, she, she emailed and she said, Dan, I've just been praying a lot for the church. I just feel like Isaiah 61 is a really key chapter for the church this year. I thought, wow, that's amazing. 
Already we'd planned all of this vision stuff. We thought, isn't that great? God is encouraging us to dig deeper and deeper into the spirit of the Lord, us depending on him, learning about freedom in the spirit, not following a script, learning about being led by the spirit, learning about being sent by the spirit. Here's the second thing we see in those verses. We see a people who are transformed by God. Did you see these kind of contrasts in the verses we read? The, the brokenhearted get bound up. The captives get freed. The prisoners get released. The mourners get comforted. Ashes turn to beauty. Mourning turns to joy. Despair turns to praise. Here's the thing that happens when God plants something. Lives change. It's for the good of Edinburgh. It's for the good of this city. And it's for the good of Scotland and the world that as people come into our community and they meet Jesus, so their lives are impacted. Come as you are, but don't stay that way. Let Jesus change you. He's, it's God's plan and purpose for your life that you grow and mature and don't remain as you are. It's God's plan for me that I don't just stay as I am. And that's good news for you and good news for me if I change and you change. Just an encouraging story from last year. We had a, a young lady who we met on, at the street cafe. And she was from a, a, a Middle Eastern nation where it's hard to be a Christian. She wasn't a Christian. She was a, a Muslim lady. And she got invited along to church. And coincidentally, you could say, or by God's providence, she ended up sitting next to a couple who had worked and lived in the nation she was from for many years of their life. And they knew all of the sort of background to her, the places where she lived. They became great friends with her over a year. And uh, they shared Jesus with her. They did the Alpha course with her. And she came to church on numerous occasions. There was a prophetic word that, that she just felt God speak to her through, that just somebody shared from the front, not knowing who it was for or anything. And then... She's about to move away to, uh, to, to study somewhere else. But um, last Sunday, she held, we took communion. She held the bread and the wine. And she said to her friend, she said, I believe. Isn't that amazing? God changing lives, transforming, turning our lives around. And he's doing it in you and he's doing it in me. And he's making us more than who we are. And here's the third thing we see, progress. We see that growth comes from God. It says, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. He gives his people a commission, not just to be personally transformed, but then to, to grow up and take responsibility and get on with the commission he's called us to. Jesus called that the Great Commission. New places, Ruined places, former places, the devastation of the land restored through Messiah's people. The life of God is in the seed that's planted. That's what makes this thing exciting that we know that when we go with Jesus in us, he will bear fruit in us. So as we look ahead in this next season, we're looking to do that, we feel that God's giving us three priorities as a church for kings. 
And um, Chris and Luke are going to talk about these, but just in summary, the first one is this, that this wonderful growing crowd, we feel like God's encouraging us to invite the crowd into the family. Jesus was always inviting people deeper, not just letting them remain on the outside. Perhaps you feel unseen. God wants to invite you to be seen. He's inviting you into a journey of transformation to come from the outside in. Secondly, to invest in leaders and younger leaders, to see those who don't see themselves, hear the call of God, and to know that he's called them into positions of influence and to see existing leaders refreshed and restored. And thirdly, to increase in our dependence on God. If this is his promise that he's bringing about, then there's a calling on us for the anointing of the Spirit, which is found when we worship and pray together and make space to do that very deliberately. So I'm going to hand over to Chris, and then Chris will hand over to Luke, and then Luke will hand over to me. Morning, everyone. Lovely to see you. God's so good, isn't he? He's been so good to us. Isn't it awesome to know that he's building us together as a church family and strengthening us, that we might be that strong tree, that we might be a place that provides a home for many, that provides shelter and and, and nutrients for loads of people, that we might be a, a fruitful oak that sows seeds for loads of other churches to be planted, a whole forest for the glory of God. Isn't that exciting? And that is the work that God's already doing in us now, strengthening us as a family together on his mission. And we've said a lot today, but it's wonderful to welcome so many new faces to our King's family every week. If you are new to King's, let me assure you, you are not the only one. There's loads of people like you here that are just checking out whether this is going to be the church home for you. And if this is your first time at King's or you still feel new, we are so delighted you're here. We hope it can be a good church home for you. Maybe you've been around for a while. You don't quite feel that sense of connection or you haven't quite got linked in yet. Well, you know, God's will for you isn't that you stay on the edges of church life. He has good plans for every one of his people to step out of the crowd and into the heart of church family. And we desperately want Kings to be a church where everyone Anyone who wants to receive God's invitation to step in can do that. We want to make it easy to get connected and find community here. We want to help all of us to be disciples of Jesus who are growing in our knowledge and and love for him alongside our brothers and sisters who can support us and encourage us and challenge us and be family to us. So we're going to do several things this year to try and improve how, how we as a church help people take those key steps from the crowd into the family. And the first one is that we've asked Peter Johnson to step into a new role as our pastoral integration team leader. Now, I know there's loads of people in church life who already work really hard to help people get knitted into church life. There's our brilliant Sunday Connect team, chatting to visitors, um, there's staff members in our office, there's small group leaders and student leaders welcoming people into midweek groups. And of course, there's Guy Pembroke and others who run the pod course for new believers explore, and people exploring faith. 
actually, to be honest, every member of Kings is called to help others take steps into the family, to invite others in. And I know loads of you work hard to do that, but we felt there was still a bit of a gap that Peter could really help us with. So he's going to step in and be that link person between new people who want to connect and the people and groups that are going to really help them do that. People who fill out a Connect card, for instance, on a Sunday, Peter's going to touch base with them, follow up during the week and find out how they can best take those next steps in. Because all of us who arrive here at King's just need something a little bit different and in a slightly different place. Some people might want to just dive straight into uh, regular midweek small groups, for instance. Uh, They're the backbone of our community at King's. They happen. uh, There's 15 groups, I think now, uh, led by some of the people uh, on the next slide. They meet in all sorts of places across the city. Um, So it might be that you want to just dive straight in. Small group slides? Yeah, there we go. Um, Other people might just be right at the start of a journey of exploring faith. And it might be much better to link them up to Guy or to get them started on a, on, on a pod course. If that's you, you can just speak to somebody at the Connect desk and figure out how to get involved in that. For many people, the welcome group that Peter himself and his wife Fiona lead, well, that'll be the best first step for them in. And if, you're, if you are new to King's, I want to really recommend that to you. It meets in this building every Tuesday at 7.30. You'll get a warm welcome and meet other people, look at the Bible, chat about faith in Jesus and have lots of fun as well. So Peter's role is really about helping people find the best point of connection and and following up with them, checking in every so often. I really think it's going to help us to better meet people where they're at and help them or invite them to take those steps into church family. Another thing we are going to do this year is try and improve the the Sunday experience up there on the balcony. You know, not too long ago, the balcony was just a bit of an overflow area. There was maybe 20 people sitting up there on a a Sunday, something like that. But last week, we had more upstairs than downstairs. As Dan says, that's been quite a regular thing for us. Over 100 people often sitting upstairs. Great to see you all up there this morning. And the nature of our building is that it can sometimes just feel a wee bit cut off up there. I don't know if anyone's feeling that today, but it, there's a sort of difference there. Our building's just a bit, a bit funny in that way. It can feel a bit separate from downstairs. And we want to make sure that everyone upstairs, everyone who comes in and sits upstairs on a Sunday gets the same experience of church community and the same experience of worshipping together, that same warm welcome that we want everyone in Kings to receive. So we want to make sure that those Kings values, those things we hold really dear, uh, are the same upstairs and downstairs. So this year, we'd like to try and expand our Sunday morning Connect team, um, just so that we can have more of a presence up there and and chat some more people. If you're interested, by the way, in serving on the Connect team, uh, next slide, Josh, if you can. if you're interested, Vivian in the middle there uh, leads our connecting. You can chat to her. You can just go to the Connect desk, which is downstairs, and uh, speak to somebody there. And to help this larger team connect with, um, with people better, we want a Connect desk upstairs as well as downstairs. You'll see one of those appear. We're hoping to create a nice uh, welcome area and do a little bit of work up there to create a, a, a nice, warm, welcoming area. Um, and we're even having a, a think about the seating 
up there, because the way the pews are just now make it kind of hard for people to move around and pray for one another and chat and connect. Um, And all those things are really important to us at King's. So we want to make it as easy to do it upstairs as it is downstairs. And we might invest a little bit in audio and visuals as well. We, We probably won't get all of that done this year, but look out for some gradual changes just so we can make it a a really great experience up there. So that's the balcony. I've just got three more quick things uh, that we're doing to help people step into the church family. Uh, Dan's already briefly mentioned the first one. Last year, Hayley Wright started a socials group, mainly for young professionals in their 20s, early 30s, who just wanted to find some community. That's a phase of life that I think can be surprisingly lonely. And Haley recognized a need, particularly among people who just arrived in Edinburgh, uh, maybe people from other nations. So she and a small team have set up this WhatsApp group that you can join just for folk and kings at a similar stage of life, wanting to connect and hang out more. And if that's you, you can scan that QR code there and step straight into that WhatsApp group and hear all the things that are going on. We'll stick that in the news email as well. It might be a bit easier for you to use your phone and uh, connect with it that way in, during the week. Um, there's often people going for a, a Sunday lunch or uh, just hanging out and doing something social during the week for you to get involved with. Next, I just want to briefly mention our uh, Explore membership course. I know this is going to be uh, more of a reminder than anything, but... We passionately believe at King's that every follower of Jesus is called to be a member of a local church. Membership is when church goes from being a a they to being a we. It's where observation becomes participation, where attendance becomes belonging, where apathy becomes responsibility and people move from being in the crowd to being right at the heart of the family, being a member of the family. And our Explore Membership course happens over three sessions. It's an opportunity to hang out with us as elders and find out more about what we're all about as a church, ask any questions that you might have. Our next course starts on the 25th of February uh, with lunch at Dan and Julie's house. And if you've been around Kings for any amount of time, I wanna encourage you to get signed up and come along. And if you're a member or a leader in Kings, I just wanna encourage you to think about who you could be encouraging to take those next steps into the family. And finally, uh, in May, we will once again be going on a church weekend away. This will be the third year in a row that we have uh, done a, a weekend away. It's just a brilliant family moment where we spend extended time together and with God and where those who are maybe newer or people who feel a bit more on the edges of things have a great opportunity to step right in. I honestly think this might be the single best opportunity for new people to Kings to connect and get to know other people and feel like they belong in a really, really short space of time. And this year, it's gonna be from the 17th to the 19th of May at Whitoff Park in the beautiful Scottish borders, a place we've been to before. So get that in your diaries now, whoever you are, um, whether you've been in the King's family for over 20, years or you've just been here a couple of weeks, I want to encourage you to get along to the weekend away. We're going to have more spaces than ever before available this year for you to sign up so that we can have more of us as a church family together. So our first priority for 2024 is inviting people 
from the crowd into the family at King's. And I wanna uh, pass over to, to Luke, who's gonna share our second priority, just as Luke comes. I just, I just wanna commend my brother for his excellent choice of shirt this morning. Um, <laughs> don't you think it's a great color? Blue jeans and brown shoes. <laughs> yes! Oh. Oh. Their colour is radically different to mine, so we don't look that similar. Well, you've heard many names get mentioned already um, of people who are involved in the life of the church, and many people described or roles described, and that's because we believe that it's a New Testament principle that church is to be led by many people, that many people are to take leadership responsibility in the life of the church. So Dan and Chris and I are are the elders. We've got a particular responsibility, but part of that responsibility is to get many, many people leading. We see that throughout uh, the New Testament and we have seen it throughout the life of Kings and we're committed to that continuing to be part of our life together. It's vital for our church that many people serve as leaders. So just so you know, we might have maybe 250 people or so uh, here on a Sunday. uh, And that obviously represents there being more people who are in and around Kings uh, than that. Well, when we send an invite to our leaders events, when we're sharing with people with leadership responsibility in the church, uh, what we're up to, we send that to between about 70 and 80 people which is amazing. And we want to continue in that way. So it's vital for us. It's also vital because as Dan said, we want to plant churches and we want to see people uh, who maybe spend a little bit of time of their life in Edinburgh and then are called elsewhere. We want to see them go ready to lead uh, elsewhere. And that when we're saying, let's go and plant a church, we've got people ready uh, to do that too. So investing in leaders is always something we're wanting to do. And I'm just going to share with you a few of the ways we're doing that uh, this term. We've got uh, two more Grow sessions happening. Grow is our leadership training program that we just run on an ongoing basis. It's uh, for anyone to step on at any time. You don't have to have signed up a while ago. You can sign up uh, for the event that's happening this Friday. Uh, we've asked Dave Holden, who's visiting us for the weekend, uh, to do a session that we're, we're calling rather dramatically Avoiding the Pitfalls of Leadership. Um, and if that's just sounded a bit much, um, <laughs> the positive of that could be described as Navigating the Challenges of Leadership or continuing to flourish as a leader over years and even decades. And we've asked Dave to do that because he's got great personal experience of doing that himself. Uh, He has a long track record of staying faithful to God, of believing God, of going on uh, with God. Uh, He's helped many, many leaders in in many different situations uh, who are are either in trouble or are just weary and tired or just wondering uh, what the next thing is uh, for them uh, or any other kind of scenarios like that. Uh, Dave has just been brilliant at this, gifted by God. Uh, to do this. And so we thought uh, for any leaders, whether or not you're just stepping into leadership, whether you've been involved in leadership at Kings for a while, uh, maybe even God's got something even greater than you currently are expecting, this is going to be a brilliant evening. It's going to be packed with wisdom and experience and faith as well. Dave's really going to be speaking faith into what God wants to do in our lives. So I want to encourage you to come along. It's this coming Friday. Uh, so you might need to clear a couple of things out of your diary, uh, but it's free. It's here in the building and it's going to be excellent. You can sign up through the news email and through our website. We're also thrilled uh, to have Dr. Rob Waller coming to be with us um, in March. Rob is a consultant psychiatrist who is also the director of a Christian charity called the Mind and Soul Foundation. And he's going, to come, he's going to come and do a day for us that we're calling Understanding and Caring for Everyone's Mental Health. Awareness of mental health is probably higher uh, than it ever has been, uh, which is really great and really helpful in lots of ways. 
but can become a little um, intimidating uh, for some people, paralyzing even. You think, well, I'm not an expert in mental health, so I, I can't help anyone. That's not true at all. But there's loads you can do, and there's loads that you could do, and there are also some things that you shouldn't do. And we want this day to really help with that. We want leaders to have a clear biblical framework of mental health, how to understand it uh, biblically. And we want them to know what they can and can't do and how to do some of those things and what to do with the things that they can't do. Rob's also keen to help us understand and care for our own mental health too. We're going to fit this all into one Saturday. (laughs) So it's going to be packed. It's going to be intense. It's going to be really helpful. I really strongly want to commend it to you if you're leading a small group in particular, or basically if you're leading people, uh, which means, you know, most of us. This is happening on Saturday, the 9th of March. Uh, You can come for free if you want to just bring your own lunch. If you want us to provide lunch for you, uh, it's a fiver uh, for that. That is phenomenal value for the wealth of experience and wisdom Rob is going to bring to us. So I want to commend that event to you. Again, clear your diary, book in and come along. Uh, usually this term we would do three grow events, but we're only going to do two because uh, we are also going to be encouraging people to go along to a church planting conference that's run uh, by an organisation called Transforming Scotland. And that's going to be happening at the end of April. We're going to be joining with churches from across the nation to hear real stories about current church plants, uh, the joys and the challenges, the amazing things God has done and the uh, difficult things uh, that church planting necessitates. uh, But God can also work through. Um, So it's going to be a day full of practical help and a day full of inspiration, as you would expect. We think this is going to really help anyone who is thinking about church planting. We keep talking about it. I hope many of you are thinking about it. Or maybe you're just thinking about thinking about it. Well, you also uh, should come along because we hope this will be a day where actually God's going to give some faith to people. And they're going to say, yeah, no, we want to be a part of of doing something uh, like this. So there'll be information about that uh, coming up later. I think off the top of my head, it's the 27th of April, uh, but they haven't done us a cool visual, so I haven't put it on the slide. Uh, so, um, but again, the details will go into the news email. So those are some of the kind of the new things that we're doing uh, this term. We also continue to run Pod for Small Group Leading, which is a four-part course helping you to explore uh, what leading in a small group uh, could look like. As Chris has said, we've got 15 or so small groups. That's great. We need many more, uh, which means we need many more people who are currently in small groups to start leading small groups. And, uh, and we work to make this a really helpful, very practical program that will uh, show you what it's like, what's going on inside the head of your small group leader, at least some of the th- those things, uh, and, and how practically you can care for people, run meetings, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're interested in that, your small group leader would love to hear from you, um, and they may even start the conversation with you. So that's ongoing. A couple of other things. At last year's New Ground Leadership Conference, that's the family of churches that we're part of, uh, there, was, there was a session which was kind of prophetic, as it were, as it was looking to lead our churches uh, into intentionally investing in younger leaders. And basically the guys were saying, we really think God's calling us to make this a priority, uh, that all of our churches should be doing this kind of thing in the coming season. Well, we've always been committed to that, but we feel this is a really helpful reminder and a reset moment. And um, so we want to say, if you're a younger leader, all of the above is there for you. Really don't want you to be like, well, one day when I'm older, I could start getting involved in that kind of thing. No, no, start coming to these things right now. That's how you grow and develop. Um, But we've got a couple of other things uh, on offer for you as well. One of the ways we've often developed younger leaders at King's in the past is through internships. 
Uh, it's coming on uh, to the staff in a voluntary capacity uh, for a year uh, to get involved in a variety of things, uh, mostly rated around different areas of ministry that we're currently doing, such as uh, kids or youth or students. Uh, also just helping out uh, within the life of the church and seeing what that looks like. And also, we're really excited that uh, this program uh, will be connecting to the New Ground uh, Next internship program. So they're, they're running a tra- training program uh, with, I think it's 10 uh, teaching sessions during the year, a chance for you to connect with other people doing a similar thing. Uh, this is people who are in there, like 18 to 25. Uh, so you'll be uh, learning here and also going away to learn with some others, making some new uh, friendships, learning from other people too. We think it's going to be really, really excellent. Uh, Lisa Lochran is going to be leading us, uh, leading that for us, so you're going to be really well cared for. Um, and we're inviting applications uh, for that. The information will come out very soon. Uh, we know that uh, volunteering whilst living in a city as expensive as Edinburgh is difficult, so we'll be giving some financial assistance uh, to help make that happen. Uh, so if your, uh, September, if your September of this year around to June of next year is a little unclear and you're in that age category, I want to encourage you to have a think about this. Maybe have a chat with us about that. Another part of the New Ground response uh, to this emphasis on younger leaders uh, is that at their leadership conference this year, uh, there will be uh, focused sessions for younger leaders. So just bringing uh, everyone in that age category into the room and uh, sharing things that are particularly uh, unique and relevant uh, to your age, to your stage. And so we think that conference is going to be really helpful. There's going to be other great speakers there, including Amy Orr Ewing, who I think is a particularly brilliant uh, speaker and teacher. So it's going to be an excellent event to go to. Uh, It will be happening in June. As usual, it's miles away. Uh, It's down on the south coast of England. But Will and Ariane Briggs are going to lead a team uh, from King's uh, to go down there. So you don't have to try entirely work out on your own how to get there. There's going to be a whole group who are going to go on an adventure together. I'm pretty sure they won't be hitchhiking, uh, but it will be fun uh, to go as a team and to be part of that. Uh, one final piece of leadership investment that we're doing about a slightly less younger leader um, it's our policy for elders to take a sabbatical every seven years or so. And this is a time um, for an elder to step away from the pressures of church life, which are many amidst all the joys. It's an opportunity for them to focus uh, on their relationship with God and with their family. It's a chance for them to do some things that they wouldn't normally have time to do. I think all of us have those things like, if only, if only I had that time, I would get to that thing. Well, we believe a sabbatical is an opportunity uh, to do that. And it's a chance for them really to hear God uh, freshly and to listen um, with uh, fresh ears, as it were, with fresh energy to what God is saying. So this photo was taken in 2016, uh, which is just after Dan had got back from his last sabbatical. Now you'll notice that the other two people in the picture look essentially the same, don't they, Julie? They haven't changed at all. (laughs) But since that time, Dan has become the leader of the eldership team. He's helped guide the church through a global pandemic. He has initiated and managed loads of important and fruitful changes in Kings. He's taken on responsibility for our new ground hub of churches in Scotland. He has taught and counselled and prayed and played guitar. He's had most of us here around for lunch. So it's time for him to have a good rest. Um, and so Chris and I are really excited uh, that Dan is going to be doing this. Uh, we've encouraged him, not because there's anything wrong, but because we think this will do him really loads of good. Okay, this isn't, oh my goodness, you need a break. This is, wow, wouldn't a, wouldn't a break now be really good? So get you freshly stirred up uh, for the next stage and it will do all of us a lot of good. Um, so he's going to be away and out of contact 
uh, for all of June, uh, July and August. And during that time, obviously, Chris and I will be letting him know what shops we buy our clothes from so he can, you know, just get in, get in a bit more sync with the rest of the team. Um, I, I heard them plossing in the office when they were doing the slideshow. They said, let's find a really terrible picture of Dan to make it look like he needs a sabbatical. Um, no, hey, uh, no, I do, I do appreciate that gift very much. I, I think I, um, I know I certainly don't work harder than some people in this room in terms of hours worked. There's some remarkable people here who work so incredibly hard. But um, I do tend to live my whole life in a box, and everything's in one box, whether it's family life, church life, home life, uh, church, worship, loving Jesus, following Jesus, leading, all of these things, leading stuff, it's all in one place. So for me, it's good to step out and look in and to just think, oh, that's what it looks like from the outside rather than just from the inside. So really appreciate that. Looking forward to that. And being out of contact is going to be a challenge, I tell you. <laughs> I just like you. <laughs> just, um, anyway, uh, last one, and then we're going to just close in, in, in worship and, and praying together in response. The, thing, the third I, uh, so we're, we're, uh, we're inviting the crowd to the core, we're investing in leaders and we're increasing in dependence on God. And, um, you know, there's two children born to Abraham. One was Ishmael, one was Isaac. Ishmael was the son brought out of the kind of disobedience and not trusting God, but it born through natural means. Isaac was the child of promise who they trusted God for. And if we're going to see any of these things come to pass, it's going to be through trusting God, not just by human effort. And so we do that when we worship and pray. And we're doing that on a Sunday morning already at 10 o'clock. We want to up the ante and up the involvement of those praying. Sometimes when we say prayer meeting from the front, there's about 20 people who say, yes, great, we'll be there. There's probably 180 people who say, yeah, I don't think prayer meetings are my thing. <laughs> we would love prayer to become a talking point of kings and a place where people come. I know not everybody can make every prayer meeting for practical reasons, but we thought if we do it once a month, and I wonder if we could really prioritize it, if you possibly can, to be there 6.30 to late on, uh, on the, the, end, it's the end of each month. The next one's the 25th of February, I think. And let's pray these things into being. Let's pray church plants to happen. It happens when we pray. So we're also going to produce a prayer guide for small groups. And another leader in Kings, they, they made this comment. They said, we should make use of the existing gatherings we have. So wouldn't it be great in small groups if we could be praying for these joint things that we're believing for together? So once a month, we'll release a guide for small groups to be able to pray. It's God who gives the increase. I was just reminded in Matthew 13 how... Jesus tells a story about three seeds that grow. One is about a tiny seed that becomes quite a significant tree. I feel there's people in the room today who feel like they're insignificant, but God speaks significance over you today. One of those stories is about the messiness of a harvest where the good seeds grow and then the weeds grow up together. God wants us to embrace the mess as we move into this season ahead believing him for growth. And one is about how in this kingdom, there's a mystery that some soils seem to bear more fruit than others. Let's believe him that as we step into this year, he's going to give us new soils to plant into that will bear much fruit 
for him. Let's stand together.